Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, the top five apology mistakes. These are things that I see you guys do all the time when they're trying to apologize, but end up making things worse. (laughs) So learn from their mistakes. So featured review, Entertaining and Empowering by JJW. I love Dr. Mike's podcast on strengthening marriages because not only is he entertaining and relatable, but his suggestions feel so doable. I feel excited and empowered to make long needed changes in the part of my marriage that I can change me. Awesome. Love that review. That's the truth, right? We can, we can change our behavior and that's what is empowering, right? We have more power than we think. So when we go to try to apologize to our wife, there's some, or, you know, apologize to anybody. There's some common mistakes that we make. Number one is not apologizing at all or getting defensive, basically shifting the blame. Another one's minimizing, being impatient, (laughs) asking for trust, and making it about you. So we're going to go over each of those. So not apologizing at all or getting defensive. This is a big one. So what we need to understand first is what really constitutes an apology, what, what makes an apology an apology. So part of it is an admission of what you did that was wrong, right? That was hurtful. That was a problem. Okay. Saying, yeah, I did that. Owning that. So most people understand that part. I think most people miss the second part, and that is trying to really see and understand the pain that you caused. This is where a lot of people go wrong. They don't really try to see, okay, yeah, I did something wrong and it hurt you. Okay. I did something wrong and it hurt you. And here's how I think it hurt you. And here's all the damage that that caused what I did. Okay. And then the third part of the apology, which is what pretty much everybody misses is seeing that, wow, you know, not only did I do something wrong, not only did I hurt you, but also I'm the type of person that would hurt my wife or hurt, you know, whoever it is. That's, the biggest and deepest level that you need to get to, to really make this meaningful to say, wow, you know, I have that within me to hurt somebody that I love. And I really need to look at that and change that at a deep level. See, at that point, now you're making progress. Now you are really apologizing in a way that is effective and life-changing, okay? And that creates trust. Until you have all three of those levels, you really have not apologized all the way, okay? So here's what an apology does not include. It does not involve explaining your side of things. So I I work with people who have been unfaithful. They'll come and say, well, yeah, I wasn't faithful. Look at all these situations. You know, look how my wife treated me. Or, you know, they will just say, yeah, sure. You know, I try to listen to my wife, but a lot of times she doesn't make sense. (laughs) So they're, they're missing all three of these, right? Because you start explaining your side. Now you are not admitting what you did wrong. You're not trying to see the pain that you caused. You're not seeing the, how you're being a person that is uncaring or hurtful. You know, there's the, uh, if you haven't listened to the episode about narcissism and sadism, you want to look at that because you need to re- recognize how you are not caring about your wife's response 
or even trying to cause harm. Okay, that's what an apology is about. Okay, an apology does not include blaming your spouse. As soon as you shift into this, you, all right, you know you are not apologizing. That is not an apology anymore. You know, sure, yeah, I did this, but look what you did to cause it. Or, yeah, you know, I, I, I yelled at you, but look what you did first. You spent all the money, right? So, you know, there's different ways. We mentioned an affair. So not doing your part of the housework, for example. So like, yeah, sorry, I didn't do it. But also you didn't, you know, wash the dishes. I was supposed to take the trash out, but you were supposed to wash, wash the dishes and you didn't, okay? Or approaching sex in a needy or demanding way. Okay. So you could say, yeah, you know, I, I did, but you said no so much that, that that was the only way I could do it. Right. Or, um, you know, if you were demanding about it saying, well, yeah, but like I have needs. And so, you know, I got, I got demanding and then you should understand that. Okay. Not an apology. <laughs> that's getting defensive. That's blaming, but a lot of people do that. All right. So the next big one, big mistake guys make is minimizing. Okay. Like one of the biggest errors I see in myself and also in other people that I work with. So one of the big ways people minimize it is by saying, oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, sure, I had an affair, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, sure, I, you know, called you a name, but that was a long time ago. You know, I'm different now. So basically, just totally excusing it, saying, oh, well, I'm different now. You know, that was a long time ago, so just forget about it, right? But again, you're missing the whole point, which is seeing the damage that you caused and seeing that you're the kind of person that would cause that damage. This shows that you're not there. Okay. This shows that you're saying, oh, well, you know, whatever. I did that. That was a long time ago. I'm, you know, I changed. Another way people minimize it is to say something like, yeah, sure. I did that, but it could have been a lot worse. Right. Yeah, sure. You know, I yelled at you, but some people are cheating on their, their, spouse or yeah sure i cheated on you but some people hit their wife so again you know minimizing saying yeah sure but it could be worse again you're not seeing what you did to hurt you're not recognizing that you're the kind of person that could hurt your wife you're not admitting that it's a problem okay what you did and the thing is guys when you do this your wife she can't trust you she can't you know believe that you're changing because you're not right? You're just saying, oh yeah, that's not a big deal. Counterintuitively, when you recognize it is a big deal, that's when she can start saying, hey, yeah, maybe things will be different. Uh, another minimizing thing guys might say, no, it's not that bad. Or, you know, get a thicker skin. You know, I didn't really mean that. You know, everyone loses their temper sometimes generalizing. Oh, everybody does that. You know, you want me to be perfect? You know, I, I can't be perfect. You know, sometimes I'm going to get mad. Again, minimizing by saying everybody does this, okay? Or I was just kidding. I didn't really mean that. Okay, yeah, I, I called you. I called you a name. You know, I um, I yelled at you, but like I was just kidding, or I just lost my temper. All of this, guys, minimizing is not effective, and it is a big problem. You know, and some people will start out saying, "Yeah, yeah, sure, I'm sorry, I did that," but other people do it too, or "But it wasn't that bad," or whatever, right? The, all of these, they fail to do what an apology is meant to do, which is again, recognizing what you did wrong, what you're kind of doing, but not really. The second part that you're really missing is trying to understand the pain that you caused. You have not done that at all when you're minimizing it. You're saying, oh yeah, you know, I cut your arm off, but I could have cut off both your arms, right? 
or yeah, sure. You know, I, I gave you that, uh, you know, I, I, I gave you that big cut on your arm, but you know, at least I didn't give you two cuts. You know, you're, you're missing that whole point of, yeah, I hurt you. And, and then saying like, wow, I'm the kind of guy that would hurt my wife. And I need to adjust that. I need to address that at a deep level. Another big mistake, being impatient. So often guys will say stuff like, again, you know, that was a long time ago. Can't we just move on? Can't we just move forward? Can't we just get past this? My wife never lets me forget the mistakes that I made. Why does she not let you make the mistakes that let you forget the mistakes you made? Because you haven't done this. You haven't apologized in a way that's meaningful. You haven't looked and said, yeah, like I did that. That's a big problem. Look how it hurt you. And I'm that kind of guy that would hurt my wife in this way. And I need to do something about that. Okay. So if you cause damage to your wife, small or big, it's it's like a wound. Okay. So you know, if, if you've had a, a cut before, you know, that uh, has been pretty deep, maybe you had to get stitches. Okay. So a couple things need to happen. One is you need to clean that thing out or else it's going to get infected. And when you don't apologize, you hurt your wife and you don't apologize. It is like that wound is getting infected and it's not being allowed to heal. You know, when you say stuff like, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's like dumping, you know, garbage into that wound, right? Dumping bacteria in there. So it gets more of an infection, gets worse, doesn't heal anymore. Right. Um, so you know, that wound, it needs to get cleaned out and it needs time to heal. Okay. It needs both those things. And the way that you clean it out is by apologizing in this way saying, yeah, you know, I did hurt you. Look how that did hurt you. Look at that wound. Wow. I caused that. You know, what kind of guy am I that I would have cut my wife in that way? And then you can start attending to the wound, right. And trying to help her heal. The other thing you need to understand is it's going to keep hurting for a long time, you know, and the pain's going to flare up when anything touches it. Okay. So, you know, if for example, you were unfaithful to your wife, Anytime that you lie to your wife in any way, even if it's small, that's going to kind of flare up that wound. So if you said, I'm going to take the trash out and then you don't, where in a marriage where there wasn't an affair, that wouldn't be that big a deal. You know, that'd be kind of like a scratch um, as far as a wound goes. When you have had an affair and you break that promise, you don't take the trash out. You know, it's that same scratch, but that's on that old wound. And so it flares up, you know, your wife gets upset. She might, you know, start yelling and say, yeah, you, you know, you never do what you said. And, and, you know, look at the affair you had. And you're sitting there going, why is she talking about this? The reason is you've brought up that old wound. Okay. Or, you know, if you have a tendency to sort of ignore her at times that you ignore her again are going to be more impactful, right? They're going to bring up that wound again. If you yell at her again, even if it's just for a minute, even if it's just a couple words and then you catch yourself, right? If you have a history of yelling at your wife, okay, anytime you do, it's going to bring that up again, bring that wound up. So again, guys, it's counterintuitive, but the more you go into and understand her pain, the faster it's going to heal. So you say, wow, you know, that must really hurt you when I yelled at you. You know, you can't feel safe around me if I'm doing that. You know, that's not a good example to the kids. That probably makes you feel like, you know, you, you, maybe you don't even want me around the kids that much if I'm going to act like that, you know, and I'm seeing that now. I, I'm seeing that I do that and I need to work on that. And I'm sorry. 
Okay. That's what a real apology would look like. And that is what goes into the pain instead of running from it or minimizing it or saying like, Hey, um, you know, yeah, I yelled, but at least I still pay for the house or whatever. Okay. Also, the more you tell her to just kind of get over it, the longer it's going to take to heal hundred percent. So if you're like, look, yeah, you know, I had the affair, but that was years ago and, and, you know, it's time to get over it. Okay. That's like ripping that wound open again. It's going to make it so much worse. Again, guys, if you're impatient, you're missing kind of the point, which is seeing what you did, understanding the hurt it caused, and then evaluating your character so you can make deep and lasting changes. When you're impatient, what you're showing is I'm not changing my character. I don't really care about the hurt that I caused. And yeah, maybe I did it, but like, just get over it. Okay. So none of that is an effective apology. Another mistake guys make is asking for trust. Okay. It's related to being impatient, but it also shows a misunderstanding of how trust actually happens. So there's different definitions of trust, but the one that I like for this is to commit someone or something to the safe, safe keeping of, okay. So if Rife's going to trust you, she's going to say, yeah, I'm going to commit myself to you to keep me safe. Again, if she says, I trust you, what she's saying is I commit myself to you to help keep me safe. Huge. Okay. Here's the thing. You did not keep her safe. You hurt her. That's what you got to understand. So how can she really commit herself to you for safekeeping if you're someone that hurt her? Okay, she can't. She can't do that. Not until you change at a very fundamental level. Okay, That includes recognizing that you have been the kind of person that will hurt your wife and then doing deep work to change that, right? Recognize it and change it. Another thing you got to understand here is the difference between forgiveness, faith, and trust. So a lot of people tie those three together, but forgiveness is really just saying, hey, like I'm not going to try to punish you for what you did anymore. I'll let God take care of that or authorities or whoever's appropriate. Okay, that feels good. So it lets a burden off of you. Faith is saying, yeah, okay, I, I think it's possible that things could change, that you could get better, that you could stop being someone that hurts me. Like I, I, I think that's possible. That's what faith is. And then trust is you proving that over time, right? You earn that by making and keeping promises, by showing, yeah, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah, I have changed to someone that's not looking to, to cause you pain, okay? So your job is to become trustworthy, a safe person who does not seek to harm his wife, that catches it when he is doing it in those small and big ways, okay? A man of his word, a man who makes and keeps promises. At that point, now your wife can trust you. Now she can say, yeah, he's going to keep me safe. Okay. But you got to make those changes to make that happen. You can't just say, hey, can't you trust me? Can't you trust me? No, she can't trust you. You screwed up. So now you have to change yourself, make and keep promises. So over time she sees, yeah, you know, this is someone that I can uh, trust myself to safekeeping. This is someone who will keep me safe. All right. So this is... The biggest problem I see guys have when they try to come and apologize to their wife is making it about themselves, okay? And that's what all of these really have in common. They're making it about themselves instead of their wife, okay? So, you know, when you're coming in there, you're saying, oh, can't you just trust me? When you're coming in there, you're saying, you know, oh, it's not that bad. 
Okay, all of that, you're missing her completely. It's all about you. When you get defensive, oh yeah, I did this, but you did this. Okay, it's all about you. It's all about you. So what you need to see is you have been a villain in her story. Instead of seeing yourself as the hero, oh sure, like I did these little things, but look at all these good things I did. Okay, that's another kind of common mistake guys make and another kind of minimizing. Like, yeah, sure, I, I yelled at you, but you know, look how much I take care of the, the kids or look how I clean the room yesterday or whatever, right? Like I've made up for it. Sure, I did something bad, but I've made up for it. Instead of saying, no, I did something really bad and there's something going on here I need to look at that I would hurt my wife this way, okay? So instead of saying, well, yeah, sure, I've done a few things, but overall I'm the hero, you say, no, like actually I've been the villain and here's how, and I need to really address that, okay? So one of the things that I work with guys on is writing uh, apology letters to their wife. And we we try to go through this, but here's what almost all the times they will do is include descriptions about how they are hurting from what they did. So again, they're making it about themselves. They're saying, oh, you know, I had this affair and now you don't trust me. And I, that hurts me so bad that I, that you know, you don't trust me and it hurts me so bad that, you know, the kids don't, don't trust me anymore and that I have problems at church now. Um, so like you missed the whole point. You are not saying, Hey, I'm the kind of person that hurt my wife and I've got to switch that up and really try to help her heal from the wounds I caused, which is a, a tough chore, but possible. Um, and instead they're saying, Hey, I did this and look at, look at me again. Look at the hurt I have again. Guys, don't do that. Don't make it about you. Okay? Again, point of an apology is seeing what you did wrong. <laughs> Understand and try to feel the pain that you caused. Okay? Try to get into that pain. And then see that type of person you are that would cause his wife that kind of pain and work to change that at a deep level. Okay? That's what an apology is about. It's about changing who you are as a person seeing that hurt, going into it. Okay. All right. So in summary, the purpose of an apology is to see clearly what you did wrong to hurt your wife. Okay. And sometimes it takes a coach or feedback from your wife, right? To say, no, this really did hurt. And you might say, wow, I didn't really see that before, but you know, thanks for explaining that. And, you know, you know, I'm glad I can see that now. Right. So you want to Try, uh, see and try to understand the pain that it caused. So you say, wow, yeah, like I did that. And that was, that was a problem because it hurt you. And here's how it hurt you, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, what kind of damage did it do to you? Let me really understand that. How that affect your relationship with your family? How that affect your relationship with God? How that affect your relationship with the kids? Okay. With yourself, right? How did it impact all those areas? Wow. Like I did that. I caused that pain. And then you need to acknowledge that evil part of your character that would do this, right? The part of your character that would hurt your wife, okay? You don't minimize it. You don't say, oh, I'm different now. You don't say, oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. You say, no, like, wow, I'm the kind of guy that would do that, and I need to shift that up, and I need to see it clearly, and also please give me feedback if you see me doing it in this way, okay, because I want to change that. So again, that's important, asking for feedback. A lot of times people outside you can see this more clearly or get a coach, someone like me that could 
get in there and say, hey, point it out. Look, there you are again, trying to hurt your wife. Look, there you are again, trying to go one above your wife, prove that you're superior to her Okay, and put her down. This is what I spend a decent amount of time with my clients doing, right? Is pointing out these, these times and they're grateful for it because they can, they see it more clearly and they're like, wow, yeah, I can see why my wife wouldn't really be that attracted to me when I'm acting this way. Okay. Again, other people, they can sometimes see these mistakes and these problematic character traits better than we can see it ourselves. So get that feedback, get that outside feedback. All right, guys. So coming up. And at the beginning of April, like last week of March, so in about two weeks now, launching the course, Essential Skills for a Happy Marriage. Guys, this is everything you need to know to create an incredible marriage, right? So even if you are like pre-marriage and you're listening to this to sort of prepare yourself, it's going to teach you how to go into it strong. If your marriage is in a decent place right now, but you want to create more intimacy, this is going to show you exactly how to do that. If your marriage is in big trouble right now, right? Where you are trying to recover from an affair or you're near a divorce. Okay. This is going to teach you how to learn the skills that will create that happy marriage either now. So you can save the marriage that you have or prepare you for your next marriage so that you go into the next one with the skills. And so you can negotiate this whole thing, whether you stay together or not in a way that is effective, right? And good for both of you. Or even if you are on the other side where you're divorced and now you're looking at, man, you know, that didn't go very well. And, you know, I want to learn from this and go into the next one really ready and prepared. This is going to teach you all the skills that you need. So it's coming up. Uh, if you're not on my email list, go to MikeFraserMD.com and join the email list so you can get notified of when these things come up. And looking forward to it. Looking forward to, to having you guys in the course and learning these things. So stay strong, man. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.